Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. So I was taught when I was young many centuries ago, no, that's not right, decades ago, decades ago, to treat others with respect and the way I wanted to be treated. From this week's Parsha, Leviticus 19.18, says this, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Be'ahavta re'echa kamocha. I am the Lord. It is my opinion, and you don't have to agree with me today, but... I think this is one of the most difficult things for a person to do. Love your neighbor. As a believer in God, I think it's easier for us to love God than our neighbor. Why do I say that? After all, God is all-knowing and all around us. Because we don't think we actually see God. But we see and hear and perhaps even smell our neighbors. Our eyes or other senses could possibly deceive us and cause us to give negative thoughts in our heads or even negative feelings. Make us feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. Turn away from someone or maybe judge or even detest others. Growing up in a Jewish home, I figured, okay, if I just live by this statement of treating others the way I want to be treated, then life would be great. Everybody would be nice to me and like me, and I wouldn't have any real troubles or enemies. Boy, was I naive and so wrong. Soon I learned that no matter how I treated others, they were not always going to like me. They would make fun of me and pick on me. They would try to fight me and hurt me, and I definitely was no fighter. I would run away as fast as I could, and I was troubled about this in my youth. As I grew older, I found out how people disliked me just for the fact that I was Jewish. My parents always stressed to me, this is one of the reasons for me to hold on to who I am, because otherwise my identity itself could be erased. When I was in Navy boot camp, the company commander assigned three religious petty officers to oversee the faith needs of the company. One Catholic, one Protestant, and one Jew. I know this sounds like a bad joke coming, but no, it's not. 
Seriously. I remember when another recruit said to me, so, you're Jewish, huh? I said, well, yes, I am. Are you? He said, no, I had heard that Jews had horns. And I don't see any horns on you. So I guess that makes it okay. Perhaps he was thinking of a picture of a depiction of Moses by Michelangelo. Do we have that, Robert? If you saw the statue of Moses by Michelangelo, he has two horns. So people think Jews have horns. Perhaps people don't always understand what they see. Perhaps he had a preconceived notion of what Jews look like. So how do we look beyond our sight? or maybe prejudged others based on looks? How do we love others that are different than ourselves? From Matthew 22, greatest mitzvot says this. But the Pharisees, when they heard that Yeshua had silenced the Sadducees, gathered together in one place, and testing him, one of them, a lawyer, asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the Torah? And he said to him, You shall love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. But... Who is our neighbor? In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, it says this. Now a certain Torah lawyer stood up to entrap Yeshua, saying, Teacher, what should I do to gain eternal life? And Yeshua said to him, What has been written in the Torah, how do you read it? He replied, you shall love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Yeshua said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to vindicate himself, he said to Yeshua, then who is my neighbor? Yeshua replied, a certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was attacked by robbers who stripped him and beat him. Then they left him, abandoning him as half dead. By chance, a Cohen was going down that road, but when he saw the man, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite also, when he came upon the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, who was traveling, came upon him. And when he noticed the man, he felt compassion. He went up to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then setting him on his own animal, he brought him to a lodge for travelers, took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, take care of him. And whatever else you spend upon my return, I will repay you myself. 
Which of these three seems to you a neighbor to the one that attacked the robbers? And he answered, the one who showed mercy to him. Yeshua said, go and do the same. Remember the incident with the fellow recruit back in my boot camp days? Well, the next day, the company commander called me into his office. I thought I had done something wrong. Shaking in my boots, I reported and saluted. Chief Smiley, yes, that was his name, Chief Smiley, unbelievable, right, said to me, Friedman, tomorrow we have a uniform inspection, and I would love it if we could wear our raincoats over our uniforms so we will pass with flying colors. But the weather calls for plenty of sun, and lately the chance of rain has been slim to none. He continued, I don't know what kind of connection you might have, but do you think you could pray for rain? I was a little taken back by this because I didn't consider myself religious. I barely knew how to pray. So I thought my position there in the company was just a title. So, okay, I figured I'd go along with it. I had no idea what the weather forecast was going to be because we weren't allowed too much access to the outside world. So I replied, yes, sir, I will. And I was dismissed. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to pray. So I just said, Adonai, would you please bring us some much needed rain? The next day at Reveille, we were not only woken up by the sound of Chief Smiley throwing the trash can down the aisle between the bunks to wake us up. Get up, you swabs, he yelled. But I heard thunder. And I heard the pitter-patter of rain on the barracks roof. The chief came by me and he looked at me, not saying a word, just raised his eyebrow, kind of like, the Rock Johnson does, nodded at me and walked away. As I said before, I wasn't religious. So I didn't really understand what was happening. But was it God that answered my prayer? I earned some respect in that small group of my company after that. And that guy that said something to me about the horns, well, he kind of kept his distance after that. Well, maybe he thought it was best to just leave me alone. Regardless, this situation makes me realize today that at the age of 20, how far away from God I really was. Because I actually took credit for making it rain. That was just a dumb thing for me to do. So why did this memory of mine come roaring back to me after all these years while I was writing this sermon? Maybe God was trying to send me a message about where I came from and that this was a time that I realized there were many people in the world that were not like me and I needed to change. They don't look like me. 
They don't talk like me. And they don't always find me to be a friend. Yeshua took the commandment of loving our neighbor a step further in his Sermon on the Mount. Even to the point of saying to love our enemies. What? Love a person that would cause us harm? That wants to ridicule us? Might hate us? Might want to do harm to us? You will admit, this is a tough thing for us to do. He said in Matthew 5, You have heard what it is said. You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors do the same, don't they? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than anyone else? Even the pagans do that, don't they? Therefore, be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So earlier I said I thought it was harder to love your neighbor than to love God, because we don't always see God, but we see our neighbor. As we take a look around, look around the congregation this morning, in this sanctuary together, and at home on Zoom, we share a common bond. As believers in Yeshua, it may be very easy to share God's love with one another. But what about out there? What about out there, outside these walls? What is it inside each and every one of us that might be keeping us from giving all that he has done for us back to others? Is something holding us back from loving our neighbor? Is it the way they look? Is it the way they talk? Are they of higher stature? Are they of lower stature? Do they feel uncomfortable around them? Do they have a deformity of some kind? Do they give us the creeps? Do they come from another place? Do they not speak our language? Do they hate us? What about loving the guy on the corner across the street with the sign? What about him? What about the widow and the orphan? What about loving the person that doesn't even see eye to eye with you? Or maybe someone in your own family? What about the person that persecutes you for your beliefs? What about the guy at your work that gets on your nerves every single day? Constantly. I got one of those. What about the person you know that doesn't live his life or her life following God? Guess what? It's not your job to judge them. It's not. 
What about the one person who has a lifestyle that contradicts your beliefs? What about that? We as a people can do better, can't we? Jew and Gentile, any race, any background, any social group, any color, any creed. I deny the great, mighty, and awesome God made us in his image, all of us, no exception. God just wants us to share his love. So, my brothers and sisters, when we look at others, guess what? We are seeing God, all of us. These words resonate with me. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. You got me all verklempt up here. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. No message couldn't been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that change. Right? Got to get it right while you got the time. You can't close your mind. Amen? Wow. <laughs> Let's pray. Avino Malkenu, you bring joy to our hearts. You bring wisdom. You lift our souls. You enlighten us. You bring unexpected words to make your point. It's your point, Lord. It's not my point. It's your point. I'm just so, so blessed by you and that you can lift us up and straighten us up and say, look, you need to change. Forget about what you were taught. Listen to my teaching. Listen to what I have in store for you. Listen to what is good for my kingdom, what you can do for me. It's not about you. It's about me. It's about Hashem. It's about Adonai. It's about love for everyone. I pray so much for this community, for blessing, and your Ruach HaKodesh fall upon us, Lord. You are the great, mighty, and awesome God. In Yeshua's name, amen.